What's up, y'all? It's Brendan Boyd. Listen, make sure you tune into the Multiple Stream Podcast. And remember, good things come to those that hustle. You do not want to miss this episode. We went crazy, talked about a lot of topics that you need to tune into. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to Multiple Streams by Any Means, a podcast where we focus on showing you guys different ways to achieve financial wealth. I'm your host, Bam, and today we got someone, man, he's got a, he's an interesting character. We have similar names. I was almost named his name at birth. We got my brother, Brandon. He's the owner of the Pod Agency, which is actually a marketing company, p- p- public relations company geared toward helping podcasters out. So I definitely know I'm going to learn something today, man. I got my brother, Brandon. Yo. My boy, up, absolutely, man. How bam, you bam, absolutely, you know bam, bam. Thank you, man. Remember, remember uh, Flintstones and shit. They yeah, had a yeah. baby. Bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a joke coming up, man. When I was coming up, that was like, you know, that's kind of where the uh, fitness thing came in. Okay, you know, Bam, word. bam used to stay on the weights. Yeah. He was real strong, so mm-hmm. that's you know kind of helped with my my persona in in actuality, man. So yeah, I was actually so so your name is Brendan Boy, right? Yeah. I was almost named Brendan. Like, uh, it was like. And they were choosing my name. That was like one of the names that came on the desk. But they was oh, yeah, my, yeah. my mom was more like she probably knew I was going. He already gonna be short. We don't want to give him a funny name That's too. Funny. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So we go just name him Brandon. But uh, where you from, man? Uh, Boston originally, man. But I live in LA. Been in LA five years. Oh, uh, and um, I'm in the middle of another transition. I'm coming back to the East Coast. But I'm probably gonna be in uh, South Florida. So between uh, Miami for a lot of deal in uh, Atlanta. You grew up in Boston? Yeah. Cool. What, what was Boston like? Um, you know what? That's a really good question. For me, it was normal. But like when I when I think about it in retrospect, based off of like when people were sharing moments, it was actually kind of it was really interesting, bro. Because if I think about my street, I remember four instances when people got killed on my street. But it was normal for me to be in that type of drama. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I, like, I, I was just indoctrinated with like, just how the neighborhood moved. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, you know, drugs around the spot, you know what I mean? Like runners. And like I said, like, I remember white tape on my street. Like there, there was, there was, um, a spot where a couple, uh, like this family got kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, and they ended up getting killed. And I was a couple blocks from my crib. You know yeah. what I'm saying on like a side street, so when I look back on it, it was it could be it was rough. You know what I'm saying, but was, but it, dr- was it a drug related kidnapping? All drug, all drug related kidnapping. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying. But um, actually being there, I didn't feel like it was that bad because like I wasn't really in that. I I lived in that environment, but I didn't I didn't associate with that environment. I, I grew up hooping, going mm. to school. You know mm. what I'm saying? Talking to girls. That was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you ain't had to, yeah. I wasn't in it Mo- like that. Most people in the street, bro, yeah. they in the streets because they either dumb or ugly, bro. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, like, just be honest, and that was the only thing that they was able to do. Like, the girls weren't liking them. Yep. So the ugly dudes, they go to the street. Like, all the ugly dudes I know, they <laughs> trapped, and now they got the girls. Yeah, like, facts. You know, they weren't really good enough at hooping, but if they trapped a little bit, they can go ball. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, so, so the area you grew up in, it was more like street. Yeah, what I mean by that is, hood is we all broke and all that bullshit. But street is, we not doing the best, and a lot of bad opportunities come our way. So a lot of us choose the street. So it was more like, it was more like that type of environment. Yeah, it was more like that. It was more. That's how it was for me. It was more like that for sure. Yeah, Yeah. because I grew up. I grew up in College Park. What you gonna say? So 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 I'm from an area called Mattapan. Mm. So so they should call it Murderpan. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Boston's like, you know, Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, those are like the closest neighborhoods to, to each other. And Boston's not really a big, it's not really a big city. You know what I mean? It's pretty walkable. Like you could walk pretty much the whole city. Um, oh, shit. But yeah, that, that, I was really like concentrated in that area. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Roxbury, Mattapan, Dorchester. So, you know, growing up, like I said, it, it was normal for me, but what, when I look back on it, it was definitely some things going down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like, so I grew up in College Park, so I didn't grow up like the projects part. It was like the the houses, mm. but it was so it wasn't like I ain't really grow up seeing people like poor. Like I just see people broke. Mm. Meaning it wasn't like Jays everywhere. You'll see them here and there, but it kind of took one no one. But it'd be like more of the street, like all the gotcha. people from the city. Really, College Park is like an area where everybody from the city moved to when they want to do a little better, but mm. they carry all that city stuff with them. So. Y'all like it's then you know once you expand. So I grew up in the housing part, but once you go to middle school and high school, now you mixed in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the area that I grew up in was like more street than hood, mm. cause like it wasn't like the brokest. Like people, parents that have jobs, but it'd be like it wouldn't be enough to keep them. It's like, an, it was just enough that that you yeah. wasn't broke, but you yeah, was like, yeah. Well, they'd be broke, but it wouldn't they wouldn't be poor. Meaning like lights not getting cut off. Gotcha. But we ran out of food, mm -hmm. so it was kind of like that. So, um, so you said you grew up like hooping, yeah. You know, ladies dealing thus. That's what about entrepreneurship? Did you do anything entrepreneurship? I didn't. I didn't get into entrepreneur to entrepreneurship till I was like twenty. You know, what I'm saying uh, when I graduated uh, college, I just had this dream to start this business, and uh, what I re what I realized is in was in Boston, we didn't have a basketball league past the age of eighteen. We didn't have nothing that was like Rucker Park, you know what I mean? So I had this dream of just making a a league, like a men's league in the city that was kind of like a Rucker Field. You can pull up, you know what I'm saying? We had uh, uh, the food trucks, mobile DJ. Oh, snap. You know man. what I mean? We had uh, sponsors for every team. We had uh, the banners, you know what I'm saying, on the fence. So it was like a vibe, you know? Yeah. Uh, Twitter was just new. So like we, I used to do like the live tweets, you know what I'm saying, to give people their stats and stuff like that. Mm. Um, oh, that's, that's we had dope. trophies, all-star game. I tried to make it like a vibe. So that was like my first like um, entrepreneurship. That was my first business, you know? Um, and it was cool. Like every team I charged them a band. So I, was 12, so I made 12,000 just for teams signing up. And then I made another 12 for sponsorships because every team had a sponsor. And then I made like another like six thousand for for the um the sponsors that were on the banners. Hold on, hold on. Did you have to get permission in order to you had to get permission in order to host the event? Yeah. So so I had to go to the city of Boston. You just apply for the for the permit. It's free. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta apply for it. So I so I would go early, you know, like three, four months early apply so that park was available. Um, you know, uh block it off for the whole summer. Mm -hmm. And then then we just rock and roll. Right, that's what's up. So it's a free permit for the events, and um, why were the people paying the band? Because they was paying to put their team in the league. Oh, I got you. Yeah. No, it, may, it definitely mm -hmm. makes sense. It's a whole team. Yeah, and they know how to make. I got you, and it makes sense. Yeah, so you'll play to put. So you'll pay to get your team in. Uh huh. They had we had two refs. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you know, obviously the refs get paid the ref fees. Then sponsors had an opportunity to promote their businesses on the jerseys. Yeah. So I did that. I got that from Little League because I remember playing Little League. Every Little League team had a sponsor. 
Mm-hmm. Like Joe's Auto Clean or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On yeah. the back, um, <laughs> yeah. and then also remember from Little League that there was always like uh, like banners on 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 the fence. Yeah. So I'm Every like, time. okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, so I can. They was getting money for the uniforms and they was getting money for the banners on the um, on the fence. I can probably do the same thing with the league. So that's kind of like where I got the ideas to uh, get get businesses involved. And, and they were getting involved, man. Like I just gave them options. It was a thousand dollar option to do a certain level of sponsorship, and a five hundred dollar option to another level of sponsorship. And I also sponsored the um, I like the trophies, trophies, all star game, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was just, just different opportunities for people to um, to sponsor like a part of the league. You had your own yeah. big three. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> yep. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what's up, bro. Dang, that's what's up. Um. You graduated college at twenty. I graduated college. No, I was uh twenty. It was like twenty twenty. It was two thousand and three. So I was I was twenty two when I graduated. Oh, okay. But I started the league like the year before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What you take up? Uh, English. Oh, you took up English. Yeah. What, what made you take up English? Cause my grandmother went before she passed away, which was the reason why I went to college. She was like, go to school for something that that uh you like, you enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And I tried business, I tried communications in college, and I wasn't really feeling it. But English, I was into. I was into writing. So it was easy for me to kind of get through it. But now it's, it's ironic because that's what I do now. I communicate, and I'm, and I'm an yeah, entrepreneur, that's what, right? that's what I asked you. Yeah. I'm saying, all right, look. So did you say it wasn't for you after prerequisite? Because I, t- I got a degree in marketing, and mm-hmm. we didn't talk about nothing business-related yeah. the first two years. Yeah. So this is the thing, bro. I feel like. And I heard a couple of people say this. It's like when you go to school and you take up a, a, a discipline, you're learning from professors that probably don't, Never. they ain't doing it. Never. Right? And, then, and they're, they're just making a college salary. So it could be 40, 60, 80, 100,000, whatever they're making. And they're teaching you about something they ain't do. Yeah. So for you to do marketing and ain't do no marketing until that, that second or third year is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Because they're just regurgitating information. And for the most part, schools just keep you entertained and they're just keeping you like, you know, like spending money. Hundred percent. So I feel like if you're gonna go to school, go to school for the networking. Go to yep. school go go to school to uh, get into the clubs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go to school to get into the um, you know, the different meetups. The networking. The networking. Like <laughs> take a, take advantage of all of that. Yeah. Even even when they got those um I mean, I would even do a sorority or fraternity, like get involved in everything. Um, they got the um, where you can go overseas. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, yeah, study abroad. They got, yeah, I would do that. If you know, like, that's one thing I wish I would have done. I just didn't do it. But like, right. I would do every little thing that you can do. And another thing I would do too, with the information I have now, I would start a mastermind in college. In college, I yeah. would just gonna say, man, like I would a, start a mastermind in college. As I'm going through my business, I'd be like. Damn, I wish I was smart in college. <laughs> all these motherfuckers that was working with me yeah. for free, we was doing like dumb stuff on campus, like selling weed and mm-hmm. flipping cars. Like flipping cars ain't dumb, but I'm like, man, I wish I would have started a community. Yeah, facts. And and it's you just you just ain't no, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I, no. I graduated college 2010, bro. Man, I wasn't even taking pictures like that, let mm-hmm. alone being active on Twitter and Facebook and let alone being intentional about what was going on when it comes down to social and digital marketing. It just kind of hit us. So like They still trying to figure out, okay, well, advertising is when mm-hmm. you hear the McDonald's commercial 
uh, branding is the logo and and you know what I'm saying? Marketing is dissemination of products, goods, yeah. services, and ideas through a medium and all that, t- whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's kind of like they teach you real abstract. And um, don't get me wrong, it's they give you principles that they give you principles that are like they give you theory. so abstract, yeah, yeah, theories that you won't even be able to, that you won't even be able to test. And then it's like they they set you up for like to work as a bottom feeder for corporate yeah. America. So for the most part. I was just telling the young lady that was here earlier, like they don't teach you like first, they don't teach you simple mm. entrepreneurship. Like go to the Department of Revenue website, apply for a business or go to IRS website, get an EIN, like the simplest stuff, bro. And it's like, it's like, I use my degree, like you said, like, so I don't necessarily, I didn't really meet nobody. I wasn't really too much in the frats. Cause I sometimes that should be a waste of time too. It depends on the school you go to, mm-hmm. but a lot of I do have a lot of healthy friends. They're not able to teach me a damn thing, but they're good people to lean on. They do have interesting perspective and they live healthy lifestyles. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I I'm gonna use my degree just as part of my story. Like as I you know I wrote a book. I'm gonna give you a copy of my book. So it's like it's part of my resume. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even the book I told someone the other day, the book is like my PhD. Yeah, facts. Not saying that I needed one, but yeah. at the same time, you're an author, bro. Yeah. Before you yeah. try to shit on me because of how far I, I got a bachelor's degree, I have I have a PhD. I wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? As far as my bachelor's degree, you know, even how you just said you went to him 500, you went to a mastermind. Mm. You said him 500, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So like, um, even if he hadn't introduced me. Hell, most people try to uh, shit on entrepreneurship. I mean, shit on traditional education. But I already paid for my degree. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know, as, so as you, like, describe me, you could throw that out there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, like, some people be in the entrepreneurship crowd and be trying to, like, oh, you don't. Like, I was talking to this kid the other day. Dude was, like, he be selling T-shirts. And I was asking about school. He was, like, yeah, I was going to tech. But they didn't teach me how I wanted to learn. And I'm, like, what you mean? He said uh, they don't teach you business. I'm like, bro, listen. Most of this business shit is a fad, bro. Mm-hmm. The people you would know, bro. If you went to tech, you know the nigga that's creating the next Facebook, the next TikTok, the next Google, bro. Like this is temp- entrepreneurship might be temporary. You won't know until after that five year mark, bro. And you know he like 19, 20. He barely five years old. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Facts. But I'm like, bro, don't don't listen. And if somebody walked past and said, "Me, yeah, that PhD don't mean nothing." I'm like, bro, at the end of the day, the best you're going to make it doing what you're doing is good small business entrepreneurship. And like your, your limits, you'd be lucky if you can make $5 million off the education you got. No, for real. Man, the people, look, bro, the people that work for corporate and then start some shit, they be making billions, hundreds of millions. You know what I'm saying? And then the people that they have. like, So right now, when I got a plan to form, I'm called a little peewee from the hood. Lil Bone from the hood, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever, Lil Jay from the hood. And I got people that I went to college with, they like more middle class. I'm calling mm-hmm. my homeboy the teacher, my homeboy that work in enterprise. They're cool. But um, when it comes down to it, if I went to Tech or Emory, or if I just applied myself more to the networking aspect of my school, man, you never know who you'll know. You can make, be knowing a next Zuckerberg, or it's millions, it's hundreds of companies that you never heard about that's making 10 million a year, yeah. 20 million a year. And it's like, man, bro, like, I'm trying to tell him. I can tell, look at his face, he wasn't hearing it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I ain't got nothing to say, dog. Well, but you know what you can do now, right? With the information that you have now, 
you can you can go back to the schools to get paid to speak yep. at the schools to yep. now share some insight that you got yep. to the people that's gonna listen. Cause you can be like, yo, I was in your seat before and and you know, um, I was distracted by this, 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 and this. I thought this is why I was here. These are the things I was paying attention to. But I'm I'm back now to show y'all now, you know, XYZ years removed from school. I wanna give y'all the real facts. I wanna give y'all some real life situations. I wanna give you some real assets that you can use literally today, right now, tomorrow, and get these results. And then you'll get paid for it because the school got the budget. Yeah. Um, so they'll pay you to come speak and you can just get the kids what they really need. Yeah, nah, that de definitely I've been I got I've been procrastinating. I gotta take action. Cause I was a damn good student too, bro. Mm. Like Albany I went to Albany State University and I was a pretty good student, like I wasn't not even trying, just more so. I didn't. I never took classes that that were too difficult for me. Mm. I'm not the type that want to take honors classes. I'm sorry. And I was taking marketing. Like I said, I was pretty much like I was pretty good at selling stuff. I was mm. always selling stuff, so it was easy to translate the information. And you know, Albany State is like a small HBCU. Yeah. So I picture just imagine going to a school in Georgia. We have like one of the worst education systems. So the people that's passing grades got to get curved, but. Just be, oh, honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. just be honest with you, bro. Yeah. So like the type of school that you go to, if you went to like a like a, a typical school on the south side of town, west side or east side of town, would be like an Albany State, like a small, either either like a tra like a, a community college or like a smaller HBCU, and it's not meant for a super scholar. To mm. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, you know they got difficult classes, but for the most part, they gonna go a little easy on this black folks. So it was easy for me to just kind of go through it. And, um, but I will say that, um, you know, I could have picked up on more things like if I moved a little slower, but now I'm out, you know, I didn't, I never, and I never got a job, my degree, bro. Like, like, um, and the people that did, it took them like a, a cool couple of years of applying. I mean, most people, most people aren't getting, um, jobs with their degrees though. I think it's a high percentage of people end up doing something different. Yeah. You but know saying like, you're going to yeah. go for a discipline and end up like getting a job somewhere else, a whole nother category. Right. I mean, yeah, I just feel like it's life, man. Um, yeah, but going back to entrepreneurship, though, like, um, yeah, a lot of schools, I just feel like going back to the education system, I just feel like they need to get out this American dream, charge you an arm and a leg. Because I feel like it's discouraging. Like, and then it's like, they need to take away the bullshit prerequisite classes. I don't need another class in math unless I'm yeah. a remedial. Mm -hmm. And it's going to discourage. They're going to make, yeah, they're going to make, perce perceptually make more money. But you're not going to really make money because you're going to have a higher dropout rate, more frustration, less reviews, less people donating back to the alma mater. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, this little plan y'all got that's taking money from people on the front end because y'all giving us a loan for this but won't give us a business loan at the same time it's really just hurting the economy and at the same time it's more like let's just be honest bro for someone with my degree your degree without i'm just saying like like you you're not your degree you actually applied yourself past that from yeah. but if you have a high school diploma with a few years experience you didn't you went straight to the workforce you got three four years experience with a two-year associate degree a bachelor's degree with no experience or a master's degree with no experience, y'all in the same boat. Now, in the long run, maybe you can do something with it, but it's all up to really your experience. So it's like, most, like, so most people that graduate with a college business degree, they're real estate agents, work for a rental car company or something. They might be teachers. 
You see what I'm saying? So it's like we all gonna be in the same boat. Some got changed. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's been like that for a while too. Like I'm reading a book right now. They were talking about how all these educated black folks had like different degrees, but we was, we was all asked out. I'm talking mm. like early days though. So it's like, especially when opportunities wasn't provided because of sick. But what I'm just saying is like, they need to stop doing that, thinking that they doing right by chart. Like, I should, mean, they ain't gonna change that though. They're not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, they ain't but gonna they, change but that. But they should won't. Um, they should want, I don't know, even if, if, and then I feel like, I understand it's not their job, but if you're going to school for a nursing degree and I'm not going to pass, instead of leaving me with this debt and a frown on my face, recommend me a nursing assistant program. But I know they're not going to do that, but. Mm -hmm. But that's, I mean, you're outlining what the parents should, should also encourage the kids to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because how else are they going to get that information? Well, a lot of us black folks, bro, we first gen. When it comes down to the school, meaning we don't have parents mm -hmm. that went to school. Man, a lot of us being at registrar's office, like, nervous. Like, not even knowing what's going to happen next. And then it's like, a lot of them traumatized, like, the parents that went to school. And, like, we don't know what, we still got slave mentality. We just going to yeah. try to figure this shit out the white man way. And, you know what I'm saying? A lot of folks can't think outside the box, bro. Let me just be honest. So, it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. So, all right, look. So, we got the degree in English, right? yeah. Okay, um, that, that's the first you went master, uh, bachelor's. Yeah, bachelor's. I got the bachelor's in English. Like I said, I ain't use it. I mean, I used it because you know, yeah, yeah, to yeah. communicate. Yeah, but yeah. But I didn't put it to work to get a job in English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, out of college, started that league. Did that for like six years. You said, you, said you did what? The basketball league. Did that for like six years. Oh yeah, the basketball league. Yeah, and then um. Um, I met a uh, my my new business partner through, well my previous business partner at the time, through uh, a mutual friend, and then he wanted to start a clothing company, and the, com the company was already rolling, you know what I'm saying he had a couple t-shirts, and um, I liked the concept, so I joined him. We changed the name, and then we just started selling t-shirts out the trunk of the car, and um, that that brand was was very um, impactful and successful. It was my first seven figure business. It didn't last long because we didn't have the discipline, we didn't have structure, we didn't have guidance, we didn't have mentorship. Um, but we we definitely culturally made an impact. Like, you know, J. Cole, Weekend, Nas, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, you know, Kendrick. Like these are just some people that wore the clothes back in the day. You know what I'm saying? We got I got old pictures, you know, you look at them, they look all young, like the hair your hair hair ain't grow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um we're in video games. Um, we did collabs with like big, um, you know, fashion boutiques and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, I was in video games with the t with the clothing brand. Yeah, we was in Dance Three Sixty. Dance Three Sixty. Yeah. How did that happen? And what do you? Oh, so the people were dancing in the in it. Yeah, had clothes on? it was one of those. Um, yeah, one of them clothing. I mean, one of them dancing. Um, video games. Mm. And um, uh, two characters had our clothes on, so you could choose the character yeah. and they had the brand. How, on. how did that come about, bro? Um, like, so, that sounds like more of a licensing deal. Yeah, so uh, my business partner did all of the, like, the design, you know what I'm saying? And all the all the branding and stuff like that. Yeah. I did everything else. So that was, like, marketing, that was sales, that was business development, you know what I'm saying? That mm. was seeding, you know, that was looking for, like, great opportunities to kind of, like, associate the brand, um, all collaborations. So I did all of that. So I always had, like, this knack for, like, marketing or seeing different areas where I felt like 
you know, we could capitalize and stuff like that. And then we just had a couple of opportunities. There's opportunities. One of them came across the shelf. We had an opportunity to get in a video game. Had an opportunity to do a collab with uh with Mountain Dew. Um, we had an opportunity to do a collab with um with Colette, which is uh, a renowned streetwear boutique. They closed their doors in 2018, but we had a chance to do a collab with them before they closed their doors. Um, so I was always looking for cool opportunities. We even did a collab with a BMX bike company. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we had we had like a short run of BMX bikes that we sold. I think we're like 200, 250 or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I was always just looking for interesting, like, you know, interesting opportunities for us to like to collaborate. You know what I'm saying? And that was definitely uh, uh, one of them. And um, like I said, we just ain't had to like it, it was amazing that of what we was able to create and what we were able to do without guidance, mentorship, business coaching, support a blueprint we were still able to kind of put it all together um and then have some success and we we were in over 100 retailers um uh selling a brand domestically internationally and online you know what i'm saying so it, it was pretty dope and then me and my business partner you know we ended up not seeing eye to eye we couldn't we couldn't um, come to like agreement on a brand direction after a couple of years so it ended up kind of like just just dissolving and you then said at that, that was point, ego Super ego, hella ego, ego on top of ego. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think I was, we were both like early 30s when when we was having these kind of like these egos and communication issues and we couldn't, um, you know, we couldn't get past that at the time. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I got into real estate at that point. And then mm. I was doing real estate. What you mean doing real estate? Um, selling. So helping buyers buy and helping uh, sellers sell. So residential real oh, estate. Oh, okay. So yeah. you were like an agent. Yeah, it was Asian. Oh, okay. Had, okay. had a, a dual license in um, Massachusetts and California. Damn, two crazy markets. Yeah, so six years in um, uh, Massachusetts with the license, and then two years holding it and operating it in California. So I was doing both for a little bit, then focused on California once I moved out there. How how was that running deals in two different states? Because obviously, if you're in Cali, yeah, somebody wants you to sell a house in Massachusetts, you can't go out there just to show them a house and go back to Cali. So, hundred percent. So I did a lot of referrals back home. So there was there was a couple of agents that I worked with specifically, and um, you know they 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 were trusted by me because I knew like they could carry out the deals. So I was still getting leads, uh, or or I would create new opportunities, and I would just send it out to those guys to facilitate um those deals. Mm -hmm. um, and then occasionally, if it made sense, I fly home or whatever. But yeah. um, for the majority of the time, I just uh, did partnerships with some some agents. They closed those deals, showed those houses, and, and, and that's how we did it. Nice lit. Um, you said you did real estate for six years. Um, total eight. Okay, so when did you get into uh, podcasting? So um, twenty, I think twenty twenty one. I was like, yo, this money coming too slow, bro like it like the acquiring a customer showing these houses and closing the deal it was just it was just too slow for me so even though you know you close the deal you might get 10k 20k you know what I'm saying uh, to close a house you might have a 20k 30k month whatever the case may be it wasn't it wasn't fast enough for me so that's when I started investing in myself more you know so um before I left Boston a friend of mine was, a friend of mine was like yo bro you should get a camera and used to start um, vlogging uh, like Casey Nasdaq. You know what I'm saying? He he just always remind me of Casey Nasdaq. He was like, yo, watch his videos. Um, he's like the he's like the vlog king or whatever. Mm -hmm. So 
I was watching Casey's videos and I started vlogging, but then I realized like, you know, people weren't that interested in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like they ain't know me like that. So I was like, you know what? I don't know no millionaires. I don't know no business owners like that. I think I'm going to just do uh, these YouTube interviews. It wasn't even a podcast. I was like, let me do, let me do these YouTube interviews and I can sit down with people. And what I realized is nobody ever said no. So I can interview like a business owner, or entrepreneur, or a six-figure earner, seven-figure earner, eight-figure earner, or whatever, <laughs> anyone, and they will all say, yeah. Yeah. So I was I was getting momentum, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. doing, doing these interviews, right. and then uh, when I ended up moving to California, I don't know, man, somehow I just realized it was a podcast. It's just like a light bulb went off. Yeah. I was like, okay, this. I guess this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rebranded it, and, and those interviews, the early interviews I did, um, the series, the series was called Service Only, because mm. I felt like I was servicing the people, bringing them value. Um, and then when I get the, when I got the Cali, I rebranded it and called it uh, On the Pursuit, because it's like On the Pursuit of Happiness, On the Pursuit of Success. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, Pursuit of Happiness, bro. Yeah, it's like my story, bro. Just the art of somebody just like they don't understand how much, how hard he had to work, how hard he had to humble himself, he had to stay down. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes, bro. Damn near with every business, bro. People be wanting, they don't want that side, though. They don't want to see. I'm not saying I ever donated blood and lived in the bathroom, but you got to do some shit now. Yeah, you got to go crazy, bro. And and, and you got to just stay focused on the vision. Yeah. Like, your goal's already there. It's just like your journey of getting there. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to appear when you arrive. It's, it's there. Like, if I want to get a Lambo, right? We talked about that off camera. The Lambo already exists. Right. So either someone's driving it right now and in the next six, eight, ten months, they're going to be done with it. And that's going to be my Lambo or it's being manufactured right now or it's on the lot. But it already exists. I just have to catch up to it in the future. You know what I'm saying? And then it's there. And that's literally how it is with everything. Right. I got Uh to this podcast, but this podcast already existed. You already existed. You had to do how many episodes you had to do. To create the space where now now it's my turn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't just happen, it was already there. So it, it's the same thing with how we have to look at entrepreneurship, business, even how we move and shake in this world. I think one thing that that is really big on me right now, and it keeps it keeps uh being a reminder, is frequency, staying in the frequency. And I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. If somebody passes away, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, for a limited amount of time, people recognize what's important. They're like, "Damn, yo, he was just here. She was just here. Let me call my people. Let, let me let me tell my friend, my ex, or whatever that I really care about them." Gratitude. Because you know what I'm saying. But what happens is it's like a Mario star. People leave that frequency like in 25 hours, 72 hours. Then they back on the programming. They're back on wasting time. They're back on. You know, watching Netflix all day. They're back on procrastinating on that business that they said they were going to start for three years. For you to be successful, you got to stay in those pockets, right? Because programming has designed a life that makes you feel like what you really feel like is important is actually important, but it's really not important at all. What's important is real is realizing if, if I see what's really uh, important, like maximizing my day, telling my people that I love them, getting everything done on my to-do list, you know what I'm saying, going to bed tired because I, I exhausted all my energy towards my goals and my dreams or whatever case you want to be, 
then you realize what's important. But when you ain't doing, when, when you're wasting your time, that's when you start realizing that you're actually wasting your life. Because we're all here for a finite amount of time. You know what I'm saying? Your producer got a certain number of days. You got a certain number of days. I got a certain number of days. It's finite. You know what I'm saying? It's predetermined. Like, we don't know. But we know we're going to go. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do with, with the life that we got? Because every day is fleeting. Like, every day is literally fleeting. These seconds is fleeting. These minutes is fleeting. What I just said is already gone. This podcast is getting closer and closer and closer to coming to an end. It's fleeting. So what do you want? What do I want? What does he want? What do y'all want? You know what I'm saying? You got to use the time that you have to maximize it. And that's not to say don't plan for tomorrow, but that's to say to maximize maximize the time that you have right now. Like, can you make one more call? You know what I'm saying? Can you, can you, uh, you know, do one more rep? Can you, you know, run run one more mile? Like, what can you do to really take advantage so you know that you really won that day? It's gonna get you closer and closer to your goals and your dreams. It's really not that difficult if you keep it in that in that construct. But frequency is really where you need to be that vibration. But because of how the world is designed, people don't stay on purpose. They stay being distracted. So they yeah. either never make it to what they want to do or or um they just don't start until it's too late. Yeah. So I've been I've been really being intentional about like being very purposeful, you know what I'm saying, about my own life, like the things I want to uh, accomplish, the things I want to get done. The places I want to travel, people I want to see, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, um, and and just and then just doing it because mm-hmm. I could have been like, "Yo, man, I'm late," you know what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm gonna catch you next time, right? Right. But then what? Maybe next time it don't happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we got we got the opportunity, so it's like you 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 know y'all need to take advantage of every opportunity that that you have. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been mm-hmm. I've been getting really really intentional about that. Right, and um, like the world is meant to distract you, 100%. you know, like um, from it's been like that for a long time, like commercials, the news, life, yeah, people. So it's just like now we got social media, so now we distract them more than ever. And it's like if you don't know how to use, if you're not using your social media, you're being used unless you don't use it at all. And you know, it's for the most part. Um, so I remember you talking about the Lambo. Did do you ever listen to Andrew Tate? Yeah. He funny, so he had like a quick video. He was like, he said, there was a guy that walked up to me and he said that rich people don't buy Lambos. He said, uh, rich people drive bullshit cars. He said, well, I got a question for you. Who's buying the Lambos? <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Somebody got to be buying these damn Lambos, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Now, um, all right, so like, yeah, like, I consider it like, a, like when people just kind of like, when it takes someone dying yeah. or an opportunity closing for them to appreciate like you it takes you to get fired to appreciate your job you appreciate your grandma or your, or your homeboy once they die or whatever i consider it like a gratitude how like when someone when the opportunity ends it create yeah. like a gratitude how like now you're grateful yeah and then it's, it still wears off though that's what high. i'm saying you gotta stay in our moment so like different ways you can stay in our moment is you can start programming yourself every single day so it could be through affirmations. It could be through you writing down. So, like, uh, I got this from my my guy, Peter Kell. He made $40 million twice um, in one year um, through through VSLs. He, Bursa he, says letters. He's a beast, right? Um, but he, he what he would do is he call it priming your mindset. So 
he'll write down something like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I make, let's say, 5K in a day. But he will write that down 20 times on a piece of paper. Damn. So if you do that every single day, you, now you program your mind to that to that resolve, right? So you got writing down, being intentional. You got your affirmations. Now you could be doing visualization. It could be like a YouTube video that you watch or listen to every single day. It could be an audio book that you tapped into. Mm -hmm. Here's a cheat code, bro. Record yourself talking to you. Record yourself reading your affirmations, speaking to yourself. And then listen to that every single day. Mm. So now, now you're reprogramming yourself with your, your voice. own voice. It's your voice. Every single day. So it's going to hit your synapses differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you could do the same thing in video. You could read your affirmations or, or who you want to become in video and then watch that every single day. But these are like little small things. Another thing I do is um, I put little notes for myself in my... Um, uh, uh, in my calendar. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So let's say it's just a little reminder. So like, uh, one of my, go well, one of my goals is with one of my offers, uh, we've already started, but let's say 67 sales on a 15 K product is a million dollars. So I'll put it, I'll put a note on my timer, 12 o'clock a hit at the note will pop up. It'll be like, it's only 67. You know what I'm saying? Or like, it's only a million dollars or, you know, let's say, you know, the one, uh, 6 p.m. might be like, don't stop, keep going. Like, you just put little notes to remind yourself because what's going to happen is you're going to forget about them. Yeah, hell yeah. It's going to pop off and then it's going to, you're, you're telling your future self um, to tell your present self what you got going on. It's going to keep you in the frequency. Like, we need that. It's kind of like, you ever go bowling with the bumper balls? You know what I'm saying? A bumper ball? Yeah. No, what's that? So, so uh, they got like bowling for the kids where they put up the little, oh, yeah, yeah. little thing so yeah, the ball don't go in the gutter. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like, it's like we're doing that for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? When you have that, when you yeah, have yeah, it, you yeah, set yeah, those yeah. up. I so like it's that, like, bro. It's like when you about to fall off, you get the alert. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. What let was me, the dude's name again? The mentor dude? Uh, Peter Kell. Peter Kell. Yeah, yeah. He I'm going to look him up. He got man. this video that I listen to every day. It's like a four minute video. I think it, I'll send it to you. I think it's like, being broke sucks or something like it's it's like it's like something like that but he breaks down like you know uh what i just showed you with like programming your mindset and like mm -hmm. priming your brain every single day but yeah. like you gotta stay on that frequency you know yeah. what i mean if if you were taking a train to the bus you took it at the same time every single day that means that line runs on that frequency five 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 twelve a.m mm -hmm. that bus is always there that train's always there so you know you can catch it if you on that vibe mm -hmm. hey give me three minutes man yeah. Bathroom, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll be right back. Rosie! <laughs> Shout out to Halloween or the old? Um, uh, the mic? Yeah, it's it's a new one. Oh, yeah. yeah, I seen that one. Yeah, I seen that one. Oof. Oh man. <laughs> Oof.
Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, that's a good tip. Um, once you write it down, I think Maya Angelou said, write, write it down with some real paper and a real pen and watch yeah. shit get real. Yeah. It was something along that lines. Um, but now nah, that's what's up, bro. Um, that's definitely a tip. So one thing I do when I wake up is, um, it's like motivational videos that pop up on my YouTube videos. Yeah. So normally the names I see are like Steve Harvey, Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, Brian Tracy, and Jim Rohn. Those are like four names and E.T. Yeah, e. But like yeah. I just like press play. So as I'm waking myself up, I just kind of set and forget. And it's yeah. playing. By the time I realize what's going on, it's just like a bunch of motivation in my subconscious. And uh, that's kind of like how I start my day. You got a morning routine? Yeah, I got a morning routine. Um, I'll break that down too. But I was gonna say what, what, what you can try, find mm. like three or four videos that really hit, and then do well, those. Well, it pops up. Yeah, the, yeah, the same like. Oh, the same joints. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. like so, sometimes I had to look for an additional video, but the main ones I look at they do pop up. But I will start to I will save a what I will do just to kind of execute mm. is I save a playlist of my favorites. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because because you know it's gonna keep you in that frequency. You yeah. know what I'm saying. And you ain't gotta like you ain't. It's not like you watch one Eric Thomas video, and that one hit. Then the next one's okay, but it don't hit like the last one. But you know, it's like listen to your favorite song. You know what I'm saying? Like it got the it got the correct cadence, correct B, you know uh, BPMs, correct melody. You know what you can get from it every single time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I do. So that. I do I'm that a lot, bro. Too. I'm glad you said that. Like a lot of time, people be like kind of looking at me weird because I listen to like old Jeezy. I'm like, bro, it's. I've been listening to these same words for 20 years. It makes me want to hustle, bro. Mm -hmm. And I know all the words that helps out. I'm not trying to confuse myself and regurgitate new info. I'm not trying to cram a new song. And I'm well, like, what do you say? I'm the illest one. I'm the illest, illest <coughs> nigga doing it. You already know. Got chopped for the year four times in a row or three times in a row. Yeah, in my book, man. One of the first. I had, I got a book, right? So I wrote a book. I'm gonna give you a copy. So I wrote um I wrote how some of his words. Are, are, help you with manifestation. manifestation yeah so one the quote i used was the world is yours and everybody in it is out there get on your grind to get it hey. you know what i'm saying hey. yeah so like i put it in my book bro and just just for that bro you know what i'm saying at the end of the day like um it's uh it's you can remember it i've been and it's like people are, i was trying to for one it helps me get into the mind frame of when i first heard it so you know like when you hear something or smell something your senses and all that type of stuff you can kind of go back in time and remember where you smelt it mm. or where you heard it from. Like, you might remember where you was when you first yeah, heard a song. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That recog. So it's like... I'm going to remember where I was when I first wore glasses on a podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? For Most sure. of the streams, man. For you know, sure. You know, we need we need all eyes on the prize. So we got we got a couple... We got extra prescriptions yeah, for that, man. Yeah, you might have to get some multiple stream shades, bro. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, man. Got some merch or something. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what um, I, mean? I got some, yeah, I got some cool ideas, man. I've been coming up with, man. Um, all right, so look, what's some tips for anyone that's looking to start a podcast? Yeah, yeah. If you want to start a podcast, I feel like what, what you need to understand is that most podcasters quit uh, between episodes seven and fifteen. So I don't recommend anyone just go out and start a podcast per se. I recommend that you start a virtual show first to see if you, yeah. see if you can keep up with it because it's work yeah. podcast is super trendy right now everyone want a podcast they want to feel like they can start a show so i recommend you like use like riverside riverside's cool 
because it, it will record your audio and your video and it will clean up the video. Like mm. Zoom don't clean it up, StreamYard don't clean it up. They got a software built into it. So it's Riverside, gonna clean up. Ooh, Riverside okay. FM. I'm taking notes. I'm yeah. taking notes. So Riverside.fm is a great platform for you to start podcasting or even stream your podcast uh live. And like I said, get used to that first. Uh, you know, get like, you know, ten to twenty uh interviews done, feel comfortable. Uh, and then if you're like, yo, I actually I actually want the in person experience. Then invest in some equipment, you know what I'm saying, and do your thing. Also, on the contrary, you don't have to have no equipment, right? Because if you got a budget, you can link up with a podcast studio, an engineer, an editor, just show up with the talent. And then just, you know, you pay a little bit extra, but yeah. you ain't got to worry about no equipment, no engineer. You ain't got to worry about no editing, nothing. You just show up, shoot the podcast, and go home. So there's a lot of different ways for you to do the podcast. There's not one way. Tons of different equipment. You know what I'm saying? You can like my my setup is mobile. I take my joint everywhere I go. So there's like so many different ways you could do it. And even if you even even if it was a virtual show, you don't need no equipment. You could do that anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can even rock that with your phone. So um, that's one thing I recommend. Start a virtual show. See if you like it. See if you, you know, you're going to understand that's actually work. See if you enjoy the steps from conceptualizing the show to the show actually coming out. Then commit to, okay, yeah, I want an in-person situation. I want equipment. You know what I'm saying? I need this. I need that. But if you know yourself, you know, I'm going to take it serious from the jump. Then, yeah, get your stuff. Get your setup. Do your thing. Um, but I don't recommend that everyone do, do that if you just trying it out because you're going to try it out spend all this money and then ain't no more podcasts and that's right. generally what happens you know what i'm saying if you do like 50 episodes you like in the top 10 15 percent of podcasters mm. you know what i'm saying because most of them quit yeah they do it's easy to be competition um one thing i like that you said is uh well so one tip i would have is like he said, just kind of start going. Don't get analysis paralysis by thinking so hard and being perfectionist. I saw someone post earlier. It was a podcast page. Um, they said before you start, start with 25 episodes in your in your mind written down. And that could work for someone that's really super professional. But I feel like the average person just need to get their feet wet and learn yeah. how to swim because that would definitely cause analysis paralysis. And everybody has a plan to they get punched in the face. Mean facts. You got 25 episodes, but once you start shooting them, you start realizing the real hard part. Mm -hmm. It's not coming up with episodes, getting everything shot. It's executing. Oh man, did I bring that? Did I bring the USB? Did I oh, bring man, the USB? Oh man, do I got extra batteries? Do I got extra Camera batteries? died. You know what I'm saying? I don't got enough light. Yes. You know, oh, I left I left one of the mic cords at the crib. Mm -hmm. The guest is here. Oh, the guest is late. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all these things are going to happen. Um, and you gotta rec like you gotta realize like, am I built for these obstacles that are gonna come up? Yeah. You know, do I need a co-host? Do I need an assistant? Do I need an engineer? Do I need somebody that's gonna double check, make sure I got everything? Cause I ain't gonna be the one making sure that I got everything. Like you gotta be, you gotta be real with your situation. Um, but once you get through all that, it's a great thing. Cause like, no one's gonna say no to come on the show. So it's an easy way for you to get like some coaching, network, collaborate, build, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? 
meet people, travel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a cheat code on, on relationship building, to be honest with you. you yeah. Know? You can I, meet so many people by just having a show. Yeah, hell yeah. It's, and then for you fellas that want to learn a good way to pick up chicks, you go up to her and you say, what's up, baby? You want to get on my podcast? She won't say no. That's a fact. She ain't going to say no, you know. Um, so how I got in the game, um, I was kind of the same way, just making YouTube content. Mm. My whole thing is business, showing people different hustles, side hustles. And my main art of when it comes to hustling is reselling, selling products mm. online, eBay, Amazon, pallet flipping. So um, I've been dealing with, uh, I've been rocking with David Shans for a minute. So he been like, at first he was just kind of digital marketing and entrepreneurship, but he finally was like, forget this niche, my niche is podcasting. So he put a lot of content out related to, he, he does a lot of content on content. So it just kind of put my mindset in, okay, this is the game they playing, content offers, packaging your knowledge, whatever, repurposing your content. And then he got heavy on the podcast, and so I gave, uh, so I just kind of let his influence and like my co-host. I have normally I have a co-host, and he, um, I would get pretty much put the course in his hand, and I wouldn't consider him a mentor. Well, I can say that he's, I can say he's the closest thing I had to a mentor, but he not nobody I can call and be like, bro, what's up? What am I doing right or what mm-hmm. am I doing wrong? Yeah. But the information that he's provided is like what I've like implemented. Well, yeah, like. Well, it helped me even distinguish the difference between just talking junk online versus what's considered a podcast. And then he has a lot of cool ways of how you monetize. Like, he has, like, a lot of Zooms where he talk about monetizing from, like, affiliate, like, mainly affiliate marketing, sponsored ads, views, um, and stuff like that. But, you know, it opened my mind up. And that's the reason why I'm glad that I'm, my business focused on entrepreneurship because they spend money and they mm-hmm. have, they want to make money yeah. versus just having cocktails and conversations with Jada Pinkett, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And she talking about her entanglement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most people it seem like their only goal is to monetize our views, but it's like it's like that's cool. But I'm glad I chose business because it's easy to monetize with business. Like I talked to a lot of people. Like right now you just told me something about uh, are you doing podcasts? You might have a podcast streaming service you're promoting. I'm not sure. I'm just saying and matter of fact you gotta all right, so what's the name of your business? So, um, Imperfect Action Media, one of our offers is the pod agency. Oh, which, okay. Yeah, which helps entrepreneurs and business owners get more exposure by leveraging podcast guesting. Okay, okay, okay. So, y'all help monetize through guesting. So, you help the guests get paid and you help people find guests? We help guests get on these platforms so they can tell their story, let let people know about how they help people, the, uh, the services they provide, and um, grow their audiences so they can monetize and make more money. All right, so it's pretty much like a um, booking. It's like a booking services specifically for podcasts. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So you finally able to use that English degree as you're communicating with your different guests and your different. I mean, yeah. Yo, what's (laughs) up? You got a podcast? Yeah, I got a client. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet when they communicate, they like, man, the way he talking, man, I know he got a degree. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, what made you start? What made you start this service? Yeah, I saw it was uh, um so. One of, one of the ways that I was able to figure it out is uh, something I can give y'all too. Is like, if you don't know what offer to, what offer to have or what, offer, or, or, or what business to start, look at like, what's something that you can improve? What's something that you feel like you need to get to the next level? Uh, maybe let's say your credit. You know, maybe your credit's not good. Well, if your credit's not good, you know you can fix your credit. That's something that you can provide other people. So then I will work on that, right? Another another thing I will look at is 
what's something that's missing in the marketplace or something that can be improved in the marketplace. You can fill in that void that you can monetize that. Another way to look at it is what, what are you seeing? What are you hearing people complain about or wish that something was improved and it doesn't exist. You can create that. So for me, you know, I had a lack of exposure for my business. I had a lack of people not knowing who I was and, and uh, what we did and how we help people. So that's why I started doing that. And once I started doing it, I put an offer out and then I got three people that was like, yeah, I want to take advantage of that right now. So then I realized, okay, cool. If these three people, you know, are pay, what want to pay me to provide this service, then that means other people will as well. You know, so it was just a matter of time. Once we put the offer out, we kept refining the offer, kept refining the services. I mean, we still do that now. Um, but it was of something course. that, yeah, but it was something that I needed. Um, and then, and then I put the offer out and then people took it. So I was like, okay, cool. This is it. You know what I'm saying? And every time, every time I talk about wherever I'm at, I'm at people always want to learn about it because people need exposure. Two things business owners lack is exposure and, uh, reliability, um, on like a steady lead flow. Most business owners rely on word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? And referrals. You can't build a business like that. But you can build a business on exposure and lead gen, right? So podcast guesting, that solves those problems because if you have a good strategy, you get on these shows, more people are going to find out who you are, right? And you just have a call to action back to, you know, how they can get into your ecosystem and, and you know, build up that trust and eventually start working with you. Hmm. That's what's up. Um... What type of guests do you book? Or like, all right, so if I, how do I know that you have the guests for my platform? Like, like what type of guests do you book? Do you go out and find more guests? Is it like, are, are you just always constantly adding more guests to your, um, to your, uh, to your, um, your network? Yeah. So we, so we work primarily with the guests. So we actually go out and continue to find more podcasters for the guests, right? We have a big podcast. Uh, network. So one of the things that we do is we put together these clients, one sheets, mm -hmm. and these one sheets are going to have profile pictures, bios, yep. mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Expert topics might be three or five expert topics, yep. maybe two to four secondary topics. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some downloadable items. We put videos on it now. So you click the link, you get to meet Brendan. It might be a yeah. 60 second video of, of why I would be a good candidate for your show. VSL. You know quick VSL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick one. Right. So we give you that. And then you're able to kind of see if the client might be a good fit. Plus, you get to see the energy of the client. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is this is a client's energy. This is the value they're going to bring. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that they'll be a good fit to come on the show. So those one sheets are super valuable. So we use those to pitch to the podcasters to bring the guests on the show. Oh, man, this is dope. Um, and I'm assuming that different people have different fees. You're able to negotiate. I'm pretty sure. So you're able to pretty much the relationships on your side. So you know a lot of people. Are you able to negotiate booking rates all the time, man? So we, we, so we look to do that. So our number one thing is, um, you know, looking to obviously get earned media. So the client doesn't have to pay any additional, yeah, 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 that's but real. then sometimes, you know, sometimes the show's just going to have a fee, you know, it is what it is. So then we just negotiate that down to as best we can. It's just like dating, bro. hundred percent. You know we, yeah. um, you know, some women, you got to take them out, take them on dates. Mm -hmm. And um, some people go straight to Backpage, man. They just buy it, buy it out, right? And um, 
Wham, bam, thank you, man. We just kind of like that with the PR, too, like payola and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 100%. So it's a combination. I mean, some people, you know, we, we have such a great relationship. I can make a call. I can get them on. Then I got to worry about the fee. You know, other people, we can negotiate the fee. And then other shows, it's just, it is what it is, especially if it's a big platform. Like, if it's an iHeart platform, they, they want their bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they want to get on, let's say, Angela Yee, Breakfast Club, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. I mean, the rate's the rate. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but as that guest builds their equity and builds their value in the marketplace, they can they can for they can for um uh, forego that. And because, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because that value might be so high that they're gonna bring value to the platform. They want them to come on. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you continue to work on your personal brand, yeah. and that's why you do these shows is important because now people can find you and it shows your growth, right? And it shows your thought leadership. So as long as you continue working on that, there will be shows that will be like, yo, I need to get this person on. Like, I just need them on, regardless if they have a fee or not. Mm. Damn, that's what's up, man. Um, do you, uh, so when you started, you already have like guests or like, did it kind of, did this, did, this, did this business start by mistake or did it start like, were you very intentional before you even had your first client or first guest? I was intentional because it started with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed to get some exposure. Um, but, like, Neo was one of my first coaches. So, you know, successful at speed. So, as I get on podcasts. That's your coach. <laughs> as I get on podcasts, I just put the offer out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm looking for four entrepreneurs that need help get more exposure for their business. If that's you, comment ready below. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, something like that. And then I got, you know, I got two clients off the rip. And at the time, the offer was $7,800. So two clients is about $1,500. I mean, um, $15,000, $15,600, something like that. Mm -hmm. That ain't bad for me just putting out an offer. So that's when I knew it was real. And they and they both paid, um, you know, um, in one payment. They paid in full. Okay. So I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. I got something here. So I just started working on refining it, you know what I'm saying, and, and and then letting more people know about it. And now, like just that, the thing it's so valuable, bro. Like this week alone, literally because of this offer and because of the value that I'm able to to instill in the marketplace, I had a chance to uh, like my coach. So I got one of my coaches also is Myron Golden. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm at the mastermind. You got some good coaches, dog. Yeah. So I'm at so I'm at the mastermind, <laughs> right? I'm at the mastermind and I'm giving value to him. I'm adding value to the room and people are, they're, they're like, yeah, I know how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. He's yeah. Somebody. And I'm not, I'm not trying to do anything other than add the value. I'm not like, yo, y'all should work with me. I'm like, nah, he says something. This is, you know, I have a, I got a strategy, strategic mind. So I'm like, oh, cool. Let's, let's, let me, let me, let me take it over here. Oh, have you thought about like that? But because of this, I had a chance to add value to, to his room. And then add value to him 500's room. I remember watching him 500 yeah, on all 500. these podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, year, two years ago. And it's it's, it's been in my mind to want to connect with him. Um, and I would say over the last month, like we ran into each other on a couple of events here and there. But over the last month, um, you know, we've been more intentional. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, we texting and stuff. He like, y'all start the mastermind, pull up. I pull up. He like, yo, come, come give some value. And that's because of the offer, but it's also because I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm pretty deep into my knowledge of, of this, you know, this uh, discipline. And that's yeah. what's very important. Like, whatever you do, whatever service or product you have, you got to really know your market. You got to really know your business. That's going to set you apart. 
Plus, you was talking about creating content offline and then really just adding value to different places. Like, that's going to make you 100% stand out. Your competition is not going to be able to catch up. Just like Kobe. Kobe was doing three, pack, three, four practices a day. So if you multiply that over two, three, four, five-year period, it don't matter how good somebody is. If they ain't put in that work, they ain't even, they're not even close to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing for, for you if you want to be successful um, in your business. You got to put in, put in those reps. Um, and then things are going to happen, bro. People that you want to connect with, they're going to be, they're going to be attracted to you. Yeah. Cause I didn't go, I like, like I didn't go or Myron, like I didn't go to Myron's event. Like, yo, I'm going to be intentional. This is what I'm going to do. I'm trying to like make something happen. It was like, nah, nah, you can't. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I attracted that, that situation. Same yeah. thing with him. 500. I attracted that situation. I became magnetic and that's yeah. what I feel like people got to do. And you'll do that once you grow and your discipline and your not and your knowledge bank and your thought leadership, you'll be really able to be influential out here. But it's gonna take it's gonna take the reps. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's gonna take investment. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a book. Neil's joints fifty five thousand. Myron's joint even with the discount fifty five thousand. That's one ten right there. But that one ten put me in rooms with different people. Yeah. It, it ingratiated me amongst people that think at a higher level and are doing crazy numbers mm-hmm. like after after award ceremony uh, at myron's event he was giving away one one million dollar day awards bro <laughs> one of my yeah, homies got two yeah you know what i'm saying so i'm looking at these people and i'm inspired i'm like man they could do it i can do it i'm in a room with them i'm eating lunch with them i'm talking to them right so you know the thing about that is when you invest in yourself especially when you invest in these masterminds and these programs it's a 100% tax write-off because you're investing in your business, you're investing in your education. And if you have a solid offer and if you're willing to learn, that money you're going to get back. So I'd rather hang out or be the, you know, uh, the dumbest person in the room of people making seven, eight, nine, ten figures mm-hmm. and being able to soak up that oxygen, that energy and learn from them than being afraid to invest and spend the money because I'm like, oh, this is how much it costs. But in retrospect, we talked about college. you spending that money on college. But why would you not spend our money on a on a mentor? Education is education. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell you. Um, now nah, I was gonna say, um, I had the pleasure. I was, I know we spoke about Neo earlier. I remember I, uh, I go to the the gym a lot. I'm not gonna say what gym we go to, but uh, I uh, bump into Neo a lot. Neo Davis a lot in the gym and like, and you know, I don't really play ball when everybody in there is like a cage match. When it's like three people, three people here, that's when I go. Mm. And he kind of like the same person on the court as like these webinars. Like, he like, we down five points. But guess what, guys? It's not over. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, you, he passed you the ball. He tell you to take a shot. You know, it's kind of funny, man. Um, All right, so cool. Um, All right, going back to podology. So, uh, all right, so. Can you give um can you give our people a few ways that they can monetize their their uh their voices whether it's through a podcast yeah. or just making YouTube videos just a couple ways uh, of of uh, monetizing what they got going on yeah hundred percent well since you mentioned since you just mentioned voices one thing I would say as a podcast you gotta understand your voice is actually your asset so you can go to a site like Voices.com or you can go to a site like Fiverr and you can actually put your voice up for hire. So that's one thing I would do. I would lend your talent as a podcast host and use that voice to monetize, right? Because you could, you, could, you could use that and do voiceover work, do audio books, 
you know what I'm saying? You you could lend it to a course, all that stuff. So voices.com, fiverr.com, be a voice actor, right? Second thing I would do is affiliates. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Affiliate marketing is, is huge because you don't have to fulfill anything. You don't got to uh, deliver nothing. And you basically not even selling nothing. The work's already done. So, yeah. you, so, so you basically going to register to be an affiliate on some sites like JVZoo, uh, ClickBank, you know what I'm saying? Sites like that, even Amazon. Uh, or if, if you follow a digital marketing entrepreneur, most likely they have a digital product that's already done. You can register as an affiliate. And then you can create a commercial for that product or service and make those inserts, put those in your podcast. It's the easiest way to monetize right that, right there. And what I would look for, I, I would look for uh, products that are recurring. So let's say it's a CRM, customer relationship management system, and um, you know it's two ninety seven. Maybe they give you 20 percent for every person you bring in every single month. So that person pays two ninety seven a month for that product. You get twenty percent off that. I might be like forty two dollars, fifty bucks every single month off that person as long as they keep their service. That's recurring revenue. Or you could look at places like uh, ADP. They do the um, they do the payroll. They paying out a thousand dollars on referrals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, affiliate. That's yeah, that's affiliate marketing right there. So things like that. Uh, another thing is the community. You mentioned David Shans. David Shans big on community more than meetup. He yeah, got that's, like, that's how I stay tapped in. He with got him. over 400 people in there. They paying anywhere from 79 to $99 a month. Mm. That's like 40 bands and a month. And he'll link up with like him five and him five might bring 500 people to social proof and they split bread on top of that. Yeah. That's how I stay tapped in, man. Cause um, I was like, okay, these masterminds 50,000, like you said, but I'm like, okay, how can I stay in a room and not have to pay that much? Okay. I just pay a yearly membership in the meetup and just like go to whoever events yeah. that I like to go to and just make sure. But it's a little easier for me because I can, when I meet someone, shake their hands, it's a little different than someone that live in Missouri or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, so, facts. But now nah, that's what I did, man. Honestly, the meetup, he made it real cheap and um and it helped me out because it got me reading like every day. Because that's the main thing I did it for the book club. And then I started meeting people. Like I meet, it's a couple cool people that helped me elevate my business. As far as like, cause I'm a reseller. So going back to what you said about affiliate marketing as an, as a reseller, the different apps and stuff we use, that's pretty good for affiliate marketing, but it just kind of staying in those communities get keep you thinking a certain yeah, way. hundred percent. So community is big affiliate marketing, create a digital product. You know what I'm saying? In an easy way, podcasters can make a digital product. You might, how many episodes you got? Uh, I want to say 16. You got 16 episodes. What, 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 what's the episode that stands out to you? Um, like what number was it? Uh, we say last one we did. All right, cool. So episode 15. Yeah. All right. So cool. Episode 15 already done. Uh, you could take that file. You can, you can upload into an AI audio type descript, something like that. Get the transcript, right? You can find the nuggets from that podcast. Maybe there was a certain section that the guests in and, and yourself went crazy. Or maybe you just summarize that. Now you could take that transcript, go to Fiverr, hire uh, a graphic designer to do a cover, hire a formatter to put it into a, a, a you know, like an ebook, hire a copywriter to clean it up, right? And you could start pre-selling that cover, and a book be done in a week or two. Now mm -hmm. you can start monetizing that episode that you already have out that is just up right now. Yeah. And all podcasters can do that. That digital product now. 
you can create a commercial insert or you could do a live read at the beginning of the podcast. So you got your book. So as an example, it could be something like, what's up, y'all? I got Brendan on a podcast. Welcome to another episode. Before we get into this episode, I want to remind you guys that we have this brand new book. Head over to brandnewbook.com, grab your copy. And Brendan, man, I'm super excited to have you here. And all you did was repurpose an episode that you've already done, turn it into a digital asset, put a price on that, and then you're able to monetize that. And now the podcast episode can sell that product for you because it's evergreen. I can go back and listen to episode 15 right now, or mm. I can watch episode 15. And all you did was repurpose that. So that's the easy way for podcasters can take the content that they already created and put that into an ebook. And and to commemorate episode 50, episode 100, you can do the 50 things, or 100 things I learned from the top 50 guests. And you can make that a little summary. And you can sell that as a digital product to commemorate episode 50 or 100. There's just a lot of different ways that you could do it. And that stuff's already done. All you got to do is just reformat that, you know what I'm saying, into a, into a digital product, into a different asset. There's so many different ways for y'all to monetize. Those are just a couple you know what I'm saying? I don't want to overwhelm y'all, but those are definitely something that you can go out and get right, literally right now. You know what I'm saying? Another good way, because I know podcasters think about monetization has to be through sponsorships, uh, brand deals, they're having a large audience. Whatever neighborhood, city that you're in, wherever you frequent, if it's a coffee shop, if it's a gym, if it's a bank, if it's a supermarket, if it's a restaurant, go to your local places of business. Let them know that you have a podcast. Ask them directly to, to 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 sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if if the uh, restaurant is big enough or the space is big enough, you can say, "Hey, as part of the sponsorship, I'm gonna do a monthly live episode right at the restaurant." Mm. Right. So now they're gonna pay you. It might be 500 bucks. That might be enough for you to pay the engineer, get the editing done. Now now you're subsidizing your costs, mm. and it's and it's at your favorite donut shop. Is that your favorite, you know, um, chicken spot? Is that your favorite seafood spot? Is that is that the credit union that that you frequent? Because it's in your neighborhood, they're more likely to do a sponsorship deal with you because no one's ever asked them that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They're flattered. And now, now you're highlighting them. You do a commercial for them in every single episode. You can even bring on the president or the manager every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Bring yeah. bring business back to them, and now. You can possibly even structure, hey, listen, if I'm going to use the bank situation, credit union, hey, every brand new account that we open up for you guys, we'll get a kickback. Because if you were hired by them, you know what I'm saying, to be a banker, yeah. you would be doing the commission anyway. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So I will look in my local market, you know, know what, what businesses do I frequent, what businesses I feel like need, need some help, and um, I will go to all of them. Maybe there's a cleaners, you know what I'm saying, you know? Uh, maybe there's a, um, a plumber that gets busy. Maybe there's a landscaping business that gets busy. These are all different businesses that you can, that you can, uh, solicit that might be local to your neighborhood or to your city, um, that you can get to potentially sponsor. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing that they can do, uh, pretty fast and it's very low lift. You uh, you have a podcast? Yeah, definitely. What's the name of your podcast? Um, On the Pursuit Podcast. What is On the Pursuit? On the Pursuit, yeah. Okay. And what's it about? Business entrepreneurship, we, we normally do stories, though. So we'll, we'll uh, tell the story of, of what it took for the uh, entrepreneur to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then we highlight what, what are their struggles present day. 
Okay, did you start off with the same theme or it kind of developed into this thing? It, it developed It developed over time. Right now, um, I'm interviewing intentionally a lot of female entrepreneurs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a, it's a more interesting conversation. I feel like a lot of podcasters are interviewing men, which is fine. I don't really see a lot of like um, podcasts that are intentionally choosing uh, women entrepreneurs. I mean, a lot of shows that I bring women on, they're talking about OnlyFans stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about dating. They're talking about relationships. It's nothing wrong with that, but I want to highlight women entrepreneurs that are getting busy. Um, so I've been interviewing a lot of a lot of them more more recently. Speaking of man, um, do you think ladies like podcasters? Do I feel? Yeah, I feel like it. Meaning, man, like as we, we the new rock stars, bro. We're new rock stars. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, as a podcaster, all right. So like, when it comes down to. Um, all right, so how quick are you to tell someone to check out your podcast? You like everyone you talk to, you tell them to check it out? Yeah, I do it on a daily, too. We got VAs that, that are, uh, start conversations in the DM and, and send a link, you know what I'm saying, to people. But, yeah, people love podcasts, bro. So, like, when I when I, um, when I I um introduce myself, I always say, you know, I don't do it every single time, but generally I would say about 70% of the time I'm telling people, hey, check out the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I send them a link to the YouTube so you mm. can check it out. Um, but yeah, man, people people love uh, listening to or watching podcasts. When when people find out that you host a show, I feel like they get more interested in you. I yeah. mean, I told this girl that I met at the gym and I got a podcast. She was hella interested. She was like, yeah, "Send it to me. Send it to." Her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah, man, I feel like just like an author, it gives you it gives you a platform. You know what I'm saying. So you're ele you're elevated, like you know what I mean. You're you're the host of a show. Mm, yeah, no facts. Um. Oh, phone dead. Yeah, nah, I feel you. Um, I feel like it, it's kind of like rapping in the early 90s for yeah. the most part. Um, it does establish authority and 100%. everybody like authority. Um, all right, cool. As, a, um, as an entrepreneur, bro, do you prefer to date a woman that's involved in your business? I'm not saying it's going to start off that way. Yeah. Would you want someone that's involved or someone that's totally separate? Y'all just kind of come together. When we stop working, you do what you do, I do what you do, we come together afterwards. Meaning, like, you know, someone to lift their hand or someone just to kind of take the stress off after you're done working. Yeah, I like, honestly, man, that's a great question. Uh, I think both of them is interesting, man, because I, I think I'm attracted to a woman that would be involved on some level. You know what I'm saying? I think that's dope. Y'all can do things together. It can be relatable. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can get a bag together. Y'all kind of understand. She need a hand. I need a hand. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like... It's a drag to get her to 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 you know um, cooperate, but at the same time, also I think it is valuable to you know maybe you just doing your thing, and then when you get home or when you chilling, you know she studies you or whatever the case may be, so she knows you know how you how you need to be comforted. She knows where she need to kind of add and support um, to kind of just even you out or you know refuel you and get you ready for another another day to take over the world. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be, so. Um, you know, I'm I'm dating right now, so it's like I'm open to both situations to kind of see what, what which one makes sense. Yeah, but there's this podcast I seen. Um, I know I saved it, but one girl she was talking about how she really likes studying her her man, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense because she's like, I know he likes his cup over here. I know, you know, what I'm saying like she was really oh, really flattering. she was really like detailed oriented. Oh, it's dope. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I can see how that 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 would be super dope to have like. You know what I mean? So, she made that her job to like, I you know I want to I want to make sure I'm serving, I'm providing, I'm adding. 
I'm like, yeah, that's fire. But at the same time, you know, there, there's a girl um, I'm interested in, and, and she likes content. I like content. You know what I'm saying? She um she's in the digital space. I'm in the digital space. So I see like I, I so I can see where I can ask some stuff. She can ask some stuff. We can yeah. do some stuff together. Especially with content, bro. Yeah. Like the perspective, like I'm real basic. So I I can I can see good content if it smacked me in the face. Mm. But making it, I'm not gonna make great content. It's gonna be good. I mean, it's gonna be better than everybody else. But like some people do that thing with that camera the yeah. way it's like. Like they, they just dope with it. Um, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. If I had a, if I had a girl and she was like Leanne V, you know what I'm saying, or she was like Latoya, who's out here in LA, you know what I'm saying, like real content creators, and like they, they have a, they got a, uh, a mind they like mind. that, and they know how to monetize or how to like, um, you know, really take advantage of the asset decorating. I would love that. Because yeah. I feel like I be using my brain and thinking all the time. So if I had somebody else that was ideating low, on that low. level. You know what I'm saying? Or just adding a different perspective. That'd be fire, bro. Me and I ain't All got... I want is a girlfriend to make a YouTube channel, bro. I was trying to That's tell it. you, boy. Uh, this one dude I heard, I forgot his name, but he said he, he made a lot of content where he'll like flirt with a chick and like do stuff. He said the whole time he was doing that, as he was coming up, his girlfriend was holding the camera. I like, and they married now. This dude named Brandon Carter. I don't know if you ever heard of him before. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he um they was he interviewed him and he was talking about it, man. Um, I was gonna say, uh, has there ever been a time where you feel like you you messed up because you was chasing the money? And when I say messed up, meaning you chased the money, but after you lost the person, you were like, damn. Not saying I don't really compare money over the person, but more so, damn. I should just been humbled at one time and. You know what I'm saying? Kept it going. Yeah. As opposed, like, do you ever feel... I feel like that happened to me a lot younger, but not nothing that I can think on and dwell on. Just more so I know it happened, but I can't remember no specific situation. Well, there's this girl I was dating right, right before I moved to L.A. And, um, you know, I, I actually, like, I met her when I was around 24, and then um, we lost touch, and then we reconnected when I was, like, right before I moved to L.A. So it was, like, it was a while later. And you know we we was we was popping like it, you know it was good it was like a relationship was like six seven months you know what I'm saying, but then I was like yo I'm moving, so even though we had a lot of like even though it was like great and we was locked in, I still like kept part of myself, you know what I'm saying for being for being like all the way in because I knew I was moving, and me moving was like I just want to focus on being in LA, but in retrospect. For a while, I was like, "Damn, I guess I could have kept this going, took a little, little bit more serious." Cause there's not, there's nothing wrong with their relationship. I was just like, on some like, I just want to move out here, don't have to worry about nothing, and then just create, you know, what I'm saying, just see, see what's out there for me. But it's like that's the situation I definitely could have ride, rode out a little bit longer, yeah. because it was, cause it was a good situation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now look at me, still single since 2019. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It'd but I, it. yeah, but at the same time, now it's different now. It's just been because I've just been focused on, like, what I'm creating. You know what I'm saying? Focus on work. Focus on entrepreneurship, making it happen. I haven't made time, you know what I'm saying, for dating like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. like, now, presently, it's a little different. I'm making a little bit more time. But for the past five years, I haven't really, like, intentionally made any time for it. You never thought about calling it back or it just, it just kind of fizzled out? It just fizzled out, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I knew she was dating somebody, like, a year later. So I wasn't yeah, trying like to that. like, I'm like, you, let, you I'm ain't let, trying to infringe. Yeah, I'm going to let that rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she yeah, might yeah. be happy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to let that I go. feel you, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, last question, man. What you feel about the 50-50 thing, man? The 50-50 dating thing. 
I was talking about this part of your life. I ain't talking yeah. about 10 years ago. You know? Nah, I feel like if you're a man, you're going to provide, bro. That's what I want. <laughs> that, that's what I feel. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I feel a sense of um, value with wanting to provide for not only me, but for my family, for my woman. You know what I'm saying? Being able to do the things that, that uh, you know, I want to do that she wants to do. And I feel like a woman's... Um, value and in her efforts is different i think intrinsically men you know we provide we protect you know what i'm saying we make sure it's good like a woman's gonna bring us something different and i think when you provide and protect as a man you allow her to be more mm -hmm. more, feminine. more feminine you know what i'm saying <laughs> she's able to actually do what she needs to do feminine energy you know what i'm saying she's not like if your girl gotta go out and get the bag too and it's not wrong with that but if she gotta go out get the bag got too, to go get it gotta go get it plus you want her to go 50 50 she ain't gonna she ain't, ain't gonna be a woman she ain't really fully in her womanhood. You know what I'm saying? She's not fully feminine. Yeah. She got to worry about taking care of you or worry about adding to you every situation. You know yes. what I'm saying? And that might be cool for you, but I feel like for me, I want to be able to, to provide that, to establish that. Um, and it just makes me feel good on the end. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a real man is going to understand. I'm going to make this investment in my woman. I'm going to make this investment in the environment and the relationship. I'm really investing back into myself because she's going to pour back into me. And I realized that just watching my watching my boy's marriage. Because I see how much he does for her. But then I see how much he gets for her that allows him to elevate and go to that next level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, you can't you can't do that if 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 she exuding more more masculine than she needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. And it's like uh I mean, I ain't knocking either way. Like it ain't me to say what's up. Like, you know, I feel like if you go down and you got a chick that's making money, you know, by all means, help out. But me personally, yeah, I just, I want to have a little say-so. You know what I'm saying? I want to, like, um, but then it's like, I feel like, because cause the reason why I asked that is it was a post of mine that went viral. And it was, like, surrounding that topic. And I just feel like most of the men that was complaining kept talking about economy and inflation. And I really felt like that was just, like, a resort of the nine-to-five income. Like, just, mm. like, just not making enough because yeah. it's, like, how much do you blame the economy? I don't blame the economy, bro. Like, you don't really blame You got to look at it like this. You're a man, bro. You got to go provide, so you got to figure it out. Yeah, I'm just glad that my hustle is not dictated by the economy. Yeah, like you know like, like if you feel like you're a man right now and the economy's got you in a situation, you need to get better at your skill set. You need to learn a new skill. The economy, your daddy. Yeah. Yo, back in the day, we weren't living how we was living. We had to go... We had to go hunt. You had to go get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You had to you had to go provide, and it was still an economy. On some level, economy never been. Good, you had bro. you had to leave. You had to leave your house, right? Travel in the dark, not knowing where you're going. Get food, hunt something down, drag it back. Like you had to actually work. Now we're just talking about. I'm going to work. I lost my job. Like people aren't doing the extra effort. It ain't like you had to be cold, travel 10, 20 miles to find some food, kill it, bring it back to the crib, cook it. You got a wife, you got a kid at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't even know if you're coming back, but you know, listen, I got to I gotta climb this mountain and go over here to make it happy because I got to bring this back to my family. Now it's just like people getting laid off and they're too lazy and not going after to get something else. Or, they're not, or they don't want to learn something new and bet on themselves. To provide value to the marketplace to get back that value that they're contributing to the marketplace. Yeah, everybody gotta have it, bro. Most people, 
Man, I don't want to hear it, but a little extra bit of smoking and get off and drink a beer. Yep. And then really fucking, bro. People be having kids before they got money. It's like yeah, yeah. Every kid's a quarter mil, so if you ain't got a quarter mil per kid, you know what I'm plus saying? Plus something for yourself. Plus for so yep. Plus something for yourself. That's why these athletes, in my opinion, bro, they they got they got to think, bro. Like, if most athletes go broke because you, they don't know their financial literacy, they're not saving, they're not investing, they're not learning the skill outside the sport. And then you have multiple women who are definitely going to be hitting you for child support. Because I know you, you're cheating. You definitely going to be broke, fam. It's all part of the devil's plan, You man. know what I'm saying? So y'all got to get it together. That's all I'm saying. You got anything you want to add before we get up out of here, man? Yeah, man. I got a couple things for the audience. Uh, if you're a podcaster, you want to learn how to monetize your podcast, I got a free program for you. Uh, 100kpodcastprogram.com. 100k podcast program.com and also if you're a business owner or entrepreneur and you want to get on more stages write more podcasts and let people know what you do and how you help people head over to the pod uh i forgot i forgot for a second <laughs> the pod agency.co i just had a little brain freeze the pod agency.co um and then i got some for you too i got an affiliate for you so you can register and okay. then uh, we can break some bread together so i'll give that i'll give that to you so they can go to 100kpodcastprogram.com or go to thepodagency.co, um, and then we can take care of them from there. All right, so, so how does the affiliate thing work? So I'm going to give you this link. You just register. Okay. Um, all the assets are going to be in there. Like if you want to put a commercial in the video podcast or audio in the audio podcast or do a live read, um, it's, it's my digital product that people can learn how to guest themselves on shows. Uh -huh. It's a $1,000 product. So if anyone um, downloads it from you know from the podcast, you get three hundred bucks every single time. You don't gotta do that's nothing. That's dope. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, We're gonna definitely it. add that link in the description, man. All right, uh, well, cool, man. It's been another episode of Muscle Streams by any means. Remember, good things go to those that hustle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, you guys gotta check out this podcast. Check out my guy Bam. Support this. Uh, subscribe, share it, like, comment, whatever you gotta do. Uh, hopefully you got a lot of value from this podcast and um, you know just keep keep rocking with this dude because he's on a come up showing a lot of people a lot of value and interviewing some amazing people that you guys might not know but you're gonna get a lot of value and a lot of impact from absolutely man so we're gonna wrap it up like that man yes good, sir good one man brandon and brandon man we out let's get it